behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Hi guys, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. It's still me, Nicole Briggs. I don't have to say my whole name now. I guess I could just go by Nicole. Um, I'm going to try to pick up on these episodes in 2020. That's a goal of mine. I won't say the R word resolution, but it is on my vision board to increase these episodes with people I respect. Uh, maybe people that you know or may not know. Um, I was very grateful to have Deshelle McKillian on the show uh, about a week or so ago from Gallery LA. So another plug for her. If you haven't been down to the row in downtown LA, please visit her amazing person and amazing shop. And today I'm excited to welcome AJ. Do you want to say your whole name? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, go by AJ. Artist name people know me as Alfred Nomad. Alfred Nomad to slow that down on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a Renaissance man of many, many skills. Um, we met working in fashion together. He's uh, one of those uh, very neat, uh, typical Virgos, attention to detail. You guys know I'm all about the astro, um, but he's one of the kinder ones on the spectrum, right? Yeah, because I know you feel some type of way about, about Virgo men. I feel some men, type so. of way um, about Virgo men. I do not like them. Um, <laughs> but uh, AJ and I tend to keep our friends caps on at all times, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, AJ is a, a spiffy dude. Um, are you from Atlanta? No. Uh, so, that's it's a long story. I'm, I Tell the Atlanta story because you're in LA. Yeah, I'm in LA. I moved here from Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I went to college in Atlanta and I okay. stuck out there for... This was around ten years um, since, like, since I started moving there. But I, I'm consider myself from Indianapolis, Indiana. Like, that's where I. Oh, you Midwest. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so no wonder. So when you're born in the Midwest, you are raised on the Great Lakes water, and it's you're normal. <laughs> yeah. So I was born East Coast, lived in the, in the Midwest. Like, I consider myself, I guess, raised in the Midwest for the most part. That was the longest place I lived before moving to Atlanta. And then I went to school in the South. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, my, yeah. How was had, that? My young, it was great. It was was great. it I HBCU? Mean, yeah. I went to Clark Atlanta University. So I had Clark. The, whole, the whole Atlanta HBCU experience. This was like probably a few years post uh, Drumline. So everybody was riding high on the HBCU. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it was, it was great. I mean, it, it was perfect for me. And I feel like it's, it's a great place for uh young people of color for sure especially collegiate young people of color because mm -hmm. it's just an atmosphere of collaboration and pride you know pride pride so. is a thing when you meet uh and i went to uh a pwi which is a private white institution audience um audience of five or ten or thir <laughs> maybe 30 yeah, yeah. um but uh the pride was instilled at home and so, you know, you're walking with that into these institutions, even though it's a black face, a lot of times in a, in a white space, not to rhyme. No, you're into rhyming. Uh, you're a lyricist. But um, I think that sometimes, like, when families adopt black children and then you raise them up, you know, in PWIs and things like that, and it's also no culture at home, it's kind of like... Your hair be looking crazy. Yeah, hair be looking crazy, lying and be fucked up, um, <laughs> braids be messed up. But, um, yeah, 
they 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 don't have a sense of pride they don't know they just don't know so um if you're you know lax on the culture at home at least send them to a hbcu right they'll they'll straighten them out like a ponytail yeah i mean <laughs> I, I always say like i feel like hbcus aren't for everybody i feel mm-hmm. like some people don't want that experience i guess but if it's for you it could be really for you and i, I think I, the thing i liked about it is that you get an education from a black diaspora perspective and, and you know and an agenda so you're nothing's getting left out if anything things are getting put in to make sure that you're aware and the fact that i was in atlanta and i'm right next door to morehouse college mm-hmm. and spelman college the house yeah like we're all <laughs> there and morris brown was there too at the time uh, but yeah, but, and just being around all of that culture at, at one time was just really dope for me. So, I mean, I, I loved it. And that was where I spent my young adulthood, like out of college too. So, you know, just figuring things out. And I, I still travel back there. I still have my community and network out there, my tribe of people. That yeah, I do you feel with. like it was more in terms of your tribe, like your tribe is more in Atlanta or Indiana? Honestly, this is a that's kind of goes into my name, Alfred Nomad. That's why I ended up naming myself Nomadic. that. Nomadic. Just, I guess, to go back. Like, I've lived in over five states in my, in my life, like, uh, up until a point. Like, I, I was born in D.C. Um, my father's from, like, the Maryland area, like, Silver Spring, Maryland area. So I spent time there as a kid, still visit there because my grandma lives out there. Lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, lived in upstate New York. Then I moved to Indianapolis. Oh, so yeah, definitely. I mean, That's where the name comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you're so a little then, bit nomadic. Then, yeah, you should make there, a so. song about this. This seems like, you know how yeah. like hip-hop songs used to be stories before they were mumble rap? Mm, yeah. I think you should. I've yeah. referenced it in some songs, but yeah, I haven't made a one specifically about that. But yeah, I, but that, so I've, I spent my life, my whole young adult life moving every three or four years you know and then still moving again a few times and moving out here so it's just the people are what i consider home not a specific place like i still even though living out here i don't know if this will be the last place i live yeah you'll you probably know, keep so. moving because yeah, yeah. you're nomadic yeah. yeah nomadic yeah so but but i but um to answer your question it's kind of both i mean my family i feel like my family family because my mother's siblings live in, in indianapolis too so i have close family in Indianapolis and um and people like friends I grew up with at, through middle and high school and then Atlanta was like my young adulthood so I definitely have a tribe of people that's where I feel like I met my like-minded people like Indianapolis was like family you grew up with you were just with each other and yeah. then I feel like in Atlanta I found people like me you know so what came first kind of did you just fall into like a style and a aesthetic or did music come first and you were like I need to have like an image or just both. They just kind of paralleled each other. Because you it kind of paralleled each other. I feel like I was always creative. Okay. Um, like I like I would draw. I, I was into music, not as much as I was when until like hip hop came around for me. But I and I, I would um I would write poetry that rhymed but wasn't ever trying to rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were were you like resistant, like I ain't gonna be a statistic. No, it was just <laughs> I just wasn't in the hip hop music. Oh, okay. I just would, like but I had older cousins and um that they were producer and rappers and mm-hmm. and they knew I wrote poetry um that rhymed and stuff and they were like you should you should try to rap and they made me rap one day like write a rhyme to one of their beats and I just fell in love with it um and I and they would be playing hip-hop music all the time too so I just fell in love through just getting uh, exposure to some of those things and then just the creativity within me I feel like a mix of that 
and, and then just finding a way, an outlet, certain outlets that work for me. Um, um, and and is this in like high school or is it even earlier than earlier. that? Yeah, it was, this was, uh, I was like maybe 13, 14. So I guess it was like late middle school, early high school was when I first got into it. It was really just a hobby then. But by high school, like by late high school, it became like something I was really into. And, you know, as I got to college, it, it became more and more of a passion for me. Okay. I got really serious about it, I say, in college. Okay. But yeah. Um, and then in college, because you were at Clark, mm-hmm. um, I imagine you met people you could collab with. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah. I was in I was in a couple rap groups. I was uh, Let, okay, give me all the names oh of these God. rap groups. Right <laughs> now, right now. Oh my goodness. Um so, you know rap groups, you have like these crazy names. So. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Um you're talking to someone from a city as Crucial Conflict, which I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I even thought Destiny's Child was a horrible name when I so first... I'll bring it all the way down. So my cousins who I rapped with, so I originally started like it was dang near like Christian rap to an extent. Like when I first oh, started. Oh, okay, okay. Yet. So you're we a were... devout anointed man. <laughs> yeah, so um it, so our group name was New Era, which stood for Never Ending Worshippers Eternally Rising Again. It's like, but that's not bad because yeah. people will assume yeah, yeah. the cap. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that, but that was like, that's why that probably wouldn't work anyway. But, mm-hmm. but every time I got... We've been sued, yeah. cease and desist. Right, exactly. <laughs> but every time I got in a rap group, I would end up feeling like I was more, I don't want to say more serious, but I would just push things a little further than everybody else. So I ended up moving on like every time. But that was the first rap group I was in. Then I had a group with my homies from Indianapolis. And we were, we first went by Bang Em E&T. I didn't come up with that name. I joined What's group. it called? Bang Em E&T. I don't know the, the the origin of the name. I don't know. And then um, and then we turned into CKS, which this is the dumb one, uh, which stood for College Kid Swag, which is so bad. It was so so specific, painful, so specific at the so time. So painful. Was, yeah, that was so specific during the time. And then um, I was with another group in college. A rap group, and we went by YBR, which was Young Black Respected, which is actually pretty cool. YBR is not that bad. It's You're almost bad. like entering a FUBU stage there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was when I started making T-shirts and stuff. With yeah, yeah, all the T-shirts. So, yep, yep. Okay. Um, and then, then from there, I, I went solo after that. I mean, so, technically, you're a, a designer if you made t-shirts. I did. Yeah. And that was another thing, too. I didn't... I mean, yeah. I, I That's where it started. It was just like a branding thing. You know, I would go... They, they had a little... Um, in Five Points in Atlanta, not too far from my campus, you would find dudes that could make, like, vinyl shirts mm-hmm. or whatever. So we would just make, a, you know, a design with our name on it and, and print on the shirts and have those that we wore at the shows. Like, I got pictures of those <laughs> now. But that was the beginning of it. But, yeah, and then it's just, like, branding, and then you realize you can sell them and make money from them, and it kind of just grew from there. So, yeah, that was the origin of it for sure. Um, What are some brands or some experiences you had where you start to you felt like you defined your style brands that define my style or like experiences then where you were okay. like i know i got it like there's yeah. a point out between high school college and adulthood where you're like i have a palette yeah I look, okay. I dress like this. This is who I am. Like, I know what my style is. My mm-hmm. style is like either tomboy or sporty or glam. 
it's like no in between. Yeah. Um. Okay. I can tell you this is gonna be kind of non-traditional with it, but I know pivotal points in my life that kind of developed my style. Okay. Um. One. This is kind of where it starts. Is one. I know that I don't really care about brands like that. I know, like, and I care about like, brands only because yeah. I invest, shop, and I worked in luxury. So sure. that's you end up caring about the brand yeah. when you're in the brand. Right, right. Okay, yeah, but, like, I, but I love that. I love people yeah, yeah. that don't care yeah, about yeah. brands. Like like luxury brands and all that. One, not being exposed to it. Two, I just couldn't afford it growing mm-hmm. up. Like, and honestly, and just being in Indianapolis, Indiana at that point in time, it's, and this is before the internet is what it is, where everybody's like, now the world is one big high school and everybody knows the same stuff at the same time. So we didn't see everything that everybody else was doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, at when I was in middle to early, like high school, the guy, the fresh guys were the ones with the Jordans. Like, they got the J's every month that they came out. Everybody's wearing the same color. Or they were wearing, it's like, like that now? Like, when like, it was like yeah. that? I'm yeah. slightly older. Right. But it was like <laughs> or, that when I was in high school as yeah. well. Always the Jordans. That's like, been going on for yeah. a long time. The sneaker thing. Right. Or the Jabos. Like, all those oh, things. Jabot, so, yeah. yeah. But it was like, I, I couldn't afford those. So, it, it just got to a point where you can either do all you can to get these to look like them or you could just not care you know I, so mm-hmm. it was just like i can't afford those anyway so I, I didn't care so i started like nikes were still a big thing for me back then so which i still i still wear now yeah i wore some today so uh so and and yeah so that and then i would just i knew that if i had some nice sneakers still and maybe could match it have a nice matching hat with it i knew i always like to wear hats so that was a big thing. I, I mean, I'm a hip-hop kid, so, like, hip-hop culture was always a big thing for me. But that was a pivotal thing, I think, at a young age, I realized. Mm-hmm. So I never chased brands like that mm-hmm. or just trying to wear, like, everybody started, you know, somebody, everybody's talking about Gucci or Louis, but I didn't care. Like, it was, like, those type of things. So I love someone that doesn't care. Yes. Because I think even if it's easy if you have the money, you can go and get it. Mm-hmm. It's harder to have style when you don't have the money. Right. If you can still kind of pull something off. Yeah. So you were pulling shit off, but you, you know, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. being creative and you were being scrappy with it. Like, right. maybe I'll get great shoes or great hat. Right, right, right. So um, that was one thing. And then um, also another pivotal thing is my mother's influence. She wasn't letting me look crazy like she would she hated me sagging she hated like anything mm. like that which i think now to now as i'm older i wear the clean cutness comes in with me is but did you like to sag back then i was i just i feel like it was just that's what you mm-hmm. saw that's what yeah. it was so like, everybody yeah. did it so i feel like i did it but my mother didn't like it so it ended up and then when i got of like college age when the sh- finally the shirt started getting smaller, <laughs> you know, started yeah, actually wearing yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. and all that. So it, it just those white tees were so long and yeah. large. Yes, wearing like some dudes wearing three, four shirts <laughs> at a time. You know, so. so crazy. I don't know if you've seen Justin Bieber lately, but everyone is now, and even like Jerry Lorenzo, Fear of God, and stuff. They're they're wearing baggy stuff. Yeah, it's starting to come back. I saw like Wiz Khalifa is wearing like the big tall team mm-hmm. shirts now. So yeah, I feel like it's it's going back. And like you said, Fear Godly, like Jerry Lenzo, he's wearing mm-hmm. he has his whole um, you know, like active wear, relaxed yeah. wear. Yeah. So it's getting more relaxed too. So it it, it all rotates. It all know? rotates, it all, it all comes back. Don't throw shit out, especially if you spent money on it. Just hold on to it, even if it takes twenty years, you'll be surprised what comes back. Everything, even like chokers. I'm like, did the choker thing once, ain't doing it again. Like, not interested <laughs> in chokers at all. Like shirt ass, like necklace. I don't know why I wore that. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. And, 
And then I felt like there was a certain period of time for like a few years, like I had a GQ subscription, and I, I was really, I really okay. got into that. So it wasn't even necessarily like a gentleman. Yeah. It Wait, wasn't. can I just pause for a minute, yeah. men? If you're listening to this, the two men that listen to this, just just get a subscription to something. GQ yeah. is the easiest, and it'll tell you yeah. a little bit about hygiene as well, sense. You know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like whatever you think you're doing. Just double down or triple down on it. It kind of it kind of breaks down everything from like you said hygiene, even like socks and belts and all. But mm-hmm. but either way, like just how people look in the, in those things. And like I said, not necessarily I couldn't afford the brands they were mentioning, but just the aesthetic of it. I think that had an influence on me too. So and then from there it was just figuring out I guess what I liked and and um, I, I'd say my wife too has a big influence on my on my fashion. His too. wife she, is she's, also in the fashion business and she's incredible. Yeah. Um melanated queen, period. Yeah, she's so shout out to her. She she's very she has she has different styles. Like she's boho but she also has a chic thing going and mm-hmm. like you said glam on so she can blend things together and uh and she yeah she's very fashionable so she she worked at like costs and mm-hmm. and um where else does she work at that had a big influence too. Like the cost aesthetic, I love too. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that. That's that's it. In with my yeah, it remind me of like too. Monster Gabrielle a little bit. Was just like how they did the pastels and how they did the monochromatic matchy matchy. It used to be like, especially in Chicago, kind of like ghetto. Like you wear all green. Like pimps wear all mm. green. Like green. Like yeah, gator. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shoes or whatever, or all red with I gators. Wore, I wore some gator shoes. Oh, tell me your gold, gator. Please tell me your gator story. I had these. Uh, for my prom, my senior prom. Oh, what I did had, you wear? I wore a, a black suit. The, the colors was black and green. I was I was fresh, by the way. But yeah, I had like these. Uh, these I bet. <laughs> I had these gator. Um, I don't think they were tassels, but it, 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 they had like the, the gold trim around it too. It was, yeah. You kept them. They're probably my mom's crib somewhere. <laughs> you should bring those back because it's ironic. Yeah. Like if you were all like black and like a black gentleman and like had gators on, like something that like Puff would do. Yeah, true. I yeah. mean, you could pull it off now for sure. You could definitely pull it off. Absolutely. Everything goes now. It does. Yeah, that's a, that's a good cool thing about now is yeah, you can do whatever. It is no like one style that's in and that's it. It's it's very wide now. Like you could wear whatever, and it's just like either you're unique or you're fitting in with whatever. Yeah, you want yeah, on. yeah, so yeah. There's space really... for like Lil Nas X and Migos, and where like back in the day, if you had stuff that tied on, forget it. Oh my god, yeah, yeah it would have been. You <laughs> got clowned for sure. Or beat up. <laughs> yeah, that too. Attacked and called, abused. Called a bunch of names. Yeah. <laughs> Attacked and abused, and not right. able to be a multi-million dollar star. Right. Um, I I, I like the style of Migos. They remind me of like island drug lords or something like that's that's very yeah that's accurate yeah lots of jewelry printed shirts and um you know like leather pants and stuff like jewelry yeah lots of jewelry (laughs) i was just lots of jewelry just the other day i saw um i'm gonna get you sucker and it was Mm -hmm. over golden it's that's how (laughs) some of us look like some people be looking now with all the jewelry on but so much jewelry um so because you weren't really deep into brands what do you think about the culture and and the brand thing are you still like that's too much like what floor floyd uh mayweather wore to uh the super bowl like it was like that louis vuitton with all the belts and the stuff on it like is it annoying for you is it tacky is it ugly you could be honest no i mean i look at it this way like as you know for sure is that 
just because you can buy expensive branded clothes doesn't mean you have style mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or have fashion sense. So people could buy um, an all Louis Vuitton outfit and look tacky as hell. Or, you know, you could mix that in. Like, I feel like he could sometimes too, but 2 Chains is a good example. He's a, he loves certain labels and like just, he loves rocking designer labels, but he puts it together well at, you know, at a certain point. So I feel like he can go overboard sometimes too, but I feel like, I, like he, he, he can do it and it looks okay. So, I mean, no. To answer your question, no, it doesn't annoy me, but I think it's just about the person. Like, they could be tacky in general, you know, so, but it it don't bother me. I think you can look good either way, whether you're wearing brands or not. It's just how you put it together, I think. Yeah. Um, what do you, how do you feel about, about that type of stuff? I just think, like, I am definitely a person I like to label on the inside, but then there's always a fun time to have, like, something monogram, maybe, like, a piece and if you do do it like the way that like Billie Eilish does it, like Dapper Dan or something like that, it's just kind of fun. I think mm. people, you know, they were clowning her uh, for what she wore to the Oscars or what she wore to the Grammys or whatever. But for me, she's wearing Dapper Dan and Dapper Dap is like, he's the person that created that yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's sure. a black designer and he's in the 70s and I he's support, getting... I support Dapper Dan. Yeah, yeah you, you know, that, and yeah, um, Dapper Dan is a real, you know... Like he knows how to sew, he knows how to make clothes, he knows how to. Yeah, he's he, a designer. He's a designer. designer. Yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. just a boot. People want to say he's a bootlegger. That's different. That's someone that does like exact copies. Right, and they uh, start. They were copying stuff. They were copying dap stuff. So he kind of uh, he kind of designed for them before before actually designing for them. Yeah, so, and I yeah. think it was like a, for a long time there was like black artists trying to wear like white designers, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of I loved it. All the kids wouldn't wear black designers, mm-hmm. Laquan Smith or whoever, you know, like yeah. I, I, I love that. So um, it's just so funny how things get um, subverted like that, too, as well as like things that were considered like ghetto, like long nails and braids and stuff. What do you think about that? You think it's just like everyone can enjoy the style or should like is it cool to like share black culture and it not be like a big deal because i think a lot of women get like hurt by it yeah i think it's a thin line honestly i can't tell somebody what to do or not to do Mm -hmm. but give credit where credit is due Mm -hmm. you know i don't like how you know uh something from black culture could be appropriated and then they'll then some all the magazines will try to say that this person created it or brought it back or whatever it's like no this is they've been doing that i mean i don't they don't want to say the Kardashians. Like, they has been famous for... They're famous for, appropriators. For doing stuff, I mean, so, they copied I mean, the body, everything, the yeah, color. Yeah, exactly. The, so, it's I almost mean, a borderline, like, blackfish situation. I think it's a little weird. I've never seen a family where all the daughters like black men. It's kind of weird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I said, I just think it's a thin line. I feel like... And you can kind of... I feel like you can tell, too, when, uh, you know, there's a person that's doing something... I don't know. You, I think you. Every, I think as a person of color, you feel some kind of way. Anytime you, you might see some white dude with dreads. You like, is this for real, or are you just definitely saw you know that in Seattle. I just saw that at the airport. I feel like. Um, and what? It was cool looking, or did you like it, or you just was like? It didn't look as messy as I've seen. Okay. I will say that it didn't look as messy as I've seen before. Sometimes it looked crazy, crazy, but it, it looked like he had somebody that knew what they were doing. But I don't know. But either way, anytime you see somebody doing certain things, you just wonder: Are you doing this because you know you feel connected to it in some sort of way, or is it just you're appropriating? I, I don't know. You know, I feel like it's a thin line, and it's it. I can't I can't say that I like it every time I see it, but I feel like you know I can't. But at the same time. 
what can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People should be allowed to be free and be expressive. Right, exactly. exactly. Um, what I think about is I feel like people who do that should be allies. I think like that guy in the airport who's wearing locks should be aware of what's happening to black boys with locks who can't graduate because they have what they call dreadlocks. And we're trying to separate like Which the dread nice. from dreadlocks because there's nothing dreadful about them. It's beautiful hair. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that... You know what I mean? They, they had to pass a... I forget what state or where it was that they Wait, passed First here, Crown Act. Yeah, they passed a law for you to be able to wear your own hair. Like, that's insane to even have to do something like that. It's wild to me. Yeah, that is wild. And then I think New York... It's, like, it's, it's moving along. The fact there even has to be that is just, it's, that's sad. And it's just sad. It just speaks so much. It speaks volumes about just black culture and how you have to, how it can be difficult to just be yourself or be proud of what you it are. It has to be us. It feels illegal sometimes. Right. Like, it, yeah. So I don't like that. And kind of to backtrack a little bit on your question about what I do like to see. Also something I love to see is people... Um, wearing their own brands, like I, like you'll see oh. like our brands that they support, like Pharrell with Human Made. He's been wearing that a mm-hmm. lot lately, or like Tyler Creator with his golf brand. Like I love seeing that because I'm kind of that way too. If I can make it myself, I'll just make it myself. You know, if there's right. a certain type of thing that. And will you be making stuff? Yes, yes. I'm you gonna, will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've already got um, some stuff up on um, my site with my brand. You can go to We Spread Love. That's We Spread, and then the word the letters L X V E. Dot com. You can uh, go to the store there and see some stuff now. Okay, yeah. I will take a look. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I'll, sh- I'll shoot that to you. Yes, okay. I have some stuff up now, but I'm going to be making some more new stuff. Um, so, nice project, so yes. designer, artist, musician, all of that, all the things, checking all the boxes. You got to be multi-talented these days, guys. Yeah, and most people are multi- multi-talented. They just, you know, I mean, especially nowadays, you, you can be, and you should be now to be well-versed because you usually can't make all your money off one hustle no you have to have multiple hustles especially with the internet instagram all that i mean like you were talking about pre it was like the wealthy people have this and the poor people have that Mm. and maybe in low income the person that had like the cool jewelry maybe it was like the drug dealer you know he had Mm. the dope car or you know what i'm saying in the burbs it was you know it was just so like black and white nothing in between and now it's like everything yeah yeah. even like like fashion nova is like so cheap but like so huge Mm -hmm. people rock it and are proud to rock it that's like for me that's weird because i'm just like poor like was it made in China but like some poor child like I'm, I, I start going down yeah. the rabbit hole of like where it comes from and that's just becoming more and more important to me like is there anywhere you found something that you didn't like when you look like research like that of a brand I mean I'm a snob I'll admit to being that if I, hopefully if it says made in USA or made in Italy I, that's when I'm at my happiest okay. gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but I like transparency and um, you know off and on I've had two online stores but um, I, I try to know where it comes from or know who made it or things like that and you, you just can't always do that even like Redone, I think, is still made in the USA. Even Rag and Bone, when they first started, was made in North Carolina. Right, right. Now it's made in China. And it's just, it does get to a point. It's a bigger problem that's bigger than us, where once a company tries to scale to stay competitive, they have to go overseas yeah. and get cheap labor. And what do we do about that? There are business models that show that you can 
pay fairly and infuse the community you know in Africa India Philippines wherever even like Jordan's um, things that are made in Vietnam you know yeah. I feel like it's woman on woman crime a little bit when I just like I just kind of know that a chick made it for cheap um, but then our plate is full in America too as people of color so it's like you know you can only take on so many causes we can't save the bee, bees and the dolphins and you know black lives matter and like yeah. so many things you, you know focus on one thing so many things time. getting yeah. trump out we just oh my God. that's it looks like it's probably going to be Bernie. Y'all just rally and get behind Bernie no matter how old he is. That's my plug. I, I love Bernie. I just, I honestly didn't think he would win, though, just because, not saying I, I he, he's who I would vote for, but I'm just saying I don't, I, I would be surprised. He's just so left. left. He, yeah. He's, yeah, he truly left. And yeah, he don't care. And that's why, I mean, I don't know. It could be the situation where Trump does so horribly. I mean, he already has, but he could just do something to piss so many people off that people want a Bernie, like the same way how when President Obama won and people got tired of that and mm-hmm. won. That's how Trump won, you know, so maybe maybe so. But I hope so. I mean, I've, I've been happy to hear that Bernie's been getting you know the support that he is now, but I was I'm surprised. Who do you think is going to be the VP? Is he going to like pick someone of color or a woman or Elizabeth Warren or like Stacey Abrams? I don't I mean, know. My fingers are crossed for Stacey Abrams because I think it's like a good balance of like getting I, I would be with the that. black and the woman vote. I would be with that. Um, I worry sure. because I said it's still like. 40 something percent of like white women still approve of Trump. How, white really? ladies? How? Really? Yes. Almost half. Almost half. Still approve? <laughs> but almost. Where are they getting these numbers? Well, almost, <laughs> That's like, insane. Okay. I mean, like, it's, it's dropped. I think 61% approved of him when they voted for him, but now it's like dropped quite a bit. But yeah. I know, I know we're getting totally off topic, but this is important too. All of everything is connected mm. last year was a record year for retail stores closing mm. i know you're on the retail front you don't have to expose what you're doing but you're working in a high-end space mm. for men and what is that like um i mean it's been it's been interesting uh i mean there are guys that still like to be able to you know look at uh look at a like something when they go to a store and see it for themselves and, and have a, their guy, you know, like have a person that knows what they're talking about and that mm-hmm. they can go see and come back and see. But I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah, I think, I think it's tough in general because I mean, even the street that I'm on, you see people coming and going and, and, uh, and new brands not sticking around. You know, there's only like a couple brands I feel like on that street that have even stuck around for seven plus years, you know, so I think it's, it's tough. Um, and it's interesting because I'm with a brand that's new, newer. Mm-hmm. So they decided to open up a store in uh, in this in this environment. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so. it does make sense though that it's a brand and a store. And I see that more and more with Gallery LA. You see with Everlane. You see it with um, you know, so many brands. It's like they are a store, but they also have a brand. It's almost like a plan B to be direct yeah. to consumer. Like we also make shit. Yeah. I mean, a lot so of please buy it kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot of, but a lot of companies now, I feel like they're opening stores. They, they're popping online though first. And it's kind of like, you know, then you can check the numbers and see what, where am I selling the most at? And I can mm-hmm. open a store there. And then it's just to have, well, you phys- can pop up. Yeah, exactly. It's just to have a physical location to do things at, or just to have that, you know, 
like it's damn it like a bill like a billboard you can walk into and check out and buy stuff at you know but yeah I, I feel like you know of course online is the way to go and then you can that, that's just my opinion I don't know I feel like you know if, if you have the the support online before then you can go to open up a store I feel like I yeah know. I feel it's, it's kind of like even like the goop thing I mean that used to be a blog I mean we ain't gonna talk about the privilege that GP comes from but yeah. but like it being like a whole online thing same with Everlane and then having like brick and mortar or Amazon putting all the bookstores out of business and then oh have the nerd to open up some bookstores right, right. in the same malls that they closed shut down the other bookstores I, I know full uh, circle it's like they yeah. put it out of business and only two open bookstores which is so wild I love books and I love bookstores yeah me too know, me you too. know I'm always trying to steal way. books from you <laughs> oh shoot I gotta get that book that's okay that's okay just, no yeah. yeah no we 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 read over here right real right. books not candles right. um um, but I, I do think pop-ups are a dope thing too like how fair God does that like I know we've done some, some that was beautiful I went and saw that, that I was, didn't get to see it that so. was cool that was really cool he's just you know I don't know we should start going to that hipster church he goes to I don't know that's a, that's a whole other thing I had a little episode about Sunday service and we were talking about hipster churches and you actually went to Sunday service yeah I went to Sunday service yeah, I haven't been but yeah well now I feel like it's a whole production it used to be kind of like a uh, on a low-key thing and you had to know somebody that knew somebody and now I feel like once he started selling tickets for me it was about figuring out the map and the directions and getting out there to Calabasas up the hill and yeah. being out in the heat for an hour with Ye and watching him sweat in his sweats <laughs> he, and the, he and the Kardashians it's strange being with the family literally butt to butt when you're trying to sing all together because he likes everyone close and singing mm. Um, but it feels genuine. I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. it, it feels genuine. He's a weirdo, you know. I mean, it, that's what happens when you get to that level. You that's how. You, that's what's gonna happen to you. Well, for what? <laughs> you, with the more success you get musically, you'll just become more and more weird. No, I feel like you know. I feel like all that just makes you more who you are to an extent. I mean, you gotta and plus, but to be on like a level like that, like you gotta, you gotta really have. A sense of self and also have good people around you because when you get to that level like you can really lose yourself or just really be lost because you don't know who to trust you don't know you know everybody could just be going along with whatever everybody wants something from you you have you know everybody has more to gain from you than, than you have for them so and you're critically you're always under people's you know um uh, judgment of you, mm, yeah, so. scrutiny and all that. Yeah. yeah, so that's I mean that's a lot. But I don't know. I will say the musicians and the singers. I mean they were amazing. I mean of course he has like the best gospel singers and yeah, yeah. musicians. So that that seemed cool. It, it's always weird when he starts to sing. I'm like I don't want to hear you sing. Yeah, you just stick to rhyming. I'm sure the music is amazing uh, at his at his thing. So mm-hmm. I always I, that was always my first thing was just is this really genuine? But I mean it seems like he's sticking with it. But, you know, I think it's still going to take me a little bit. Yeah. Just get all on the train with all that. I know. There's some Instagram, I forgot the name of it, that follows, like, the sneakers that hipster hipster preachers wear. It's kind of cool. I forgot the name of it, but I'm going to share it with you. But, like, Zoe, Mosaic, Sunday Service. I mean, everyone has on Yeezys and, like, you know, Yeezy Season 4 or 5 or whatever it is. Um, Agape, Church One, Mm. all of those are those, like, if you come to LA and you want to get, you know, you want to give praise, those are all the hipster churches to attend. Um, very stylish churches. Yeah. Um, so what's happening with music? Tell me about that. 
what, what should we expect and what should we look for? And are you performing soon? Gotcha. Well, first of all, you can listen to all of my solo um, albums that I've released already. I have three right now that okay. are on everywhere. So just search Alfred Nomad on any streaming platform. You can find it. Uh, I'm actually I'm working on a finishing up this week, uh, a collaborative project between myself, this dope, dope um, uh, female MC and I consider her a singer. Uh, what is her name? She goes by King Cooley. She used to go by Cooley Savant. Um, she's just super dope. Um, based out of South Side of Atlanta, uh, she's just she's just amazing. So um, we were together, and then also um, um, uh, DJ DJ Greg Nice. Um, he curated this project. He actually brought us together to do it, and we all been working. And my um, homie, who's a producer and uh, music director, Duran Rashford. So we all came together and came up with this collaborative project. It's called Curating Dopeness, and it's it drops February twenty eighth. And that'll be on all streaming platforms. So. Right before Black History Month ends. Right on the tail end. Right on the tail end. end. Yes, right on the tail end of it. So, and we actually just had our listening session in Atlanta this past weekend. I which, saw that online. Which went really well. So, uh, the feedback of it has been amazing so far. So, I know it's something to look out for. So, make sure you um, stay tuned with that. Go to my page. You know, follow me. Um, so you can make sure to get in when it bother when it, him. Yeah, bother me. Yeah, to, so I can let you know about that. But that's something that is in the works right now. That's about to be out. And then I'm working on a solo project that I'm going to be releasing later this year. Um, that I'm really excited about. Um, and it's going to be a new level for me for sure. My uh, my witchy dream is to try to somehow get you and surfboard on a song. I'm always down. That I narrate. Oh. I don't know if you all knew this, but I narrate hip hop albums. No, I don't. <laughs> I narrate one. Him, right? Yeah, I narrated yeah, yeah, yeah. an album yeah, yeah. Um, for the surfboard, and you both are like on the same kind of wave a little bit, yeah. and positive vibe and chill we- and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, my favorite song is Muse, or is it My Muse? Uh-huh. My, uh, my Muse. Yeah. My Muse, yeah. If, my Muse is that song, and for this month, y'all go listen to it because Black Girl Magic, you girls, we need it. We yeah, need it. For sure. We don't need, you know, you look like bulldogs and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I but yeah, Surfboard and I we we spoke online. Okay, um, cool. So, so yeah, I'm I'm familiar. So I mean, I'd be down to work with them for sure. I'm always down to collaborate. And thank you for shouting that song out. Yeah, that's my most recent single I've released. Well, of my own. Yeah, it's a bop for sure. Definitely. I'm maybe I can, if I I have terrible technical skills. I'm gonna try post production to put it at the tail end of this show. Try something right. new. Lean into. Uh, get uncomfortable and try to learn new damn skill because yeah, yeah. not interested in sound engineering or editing at all. Um, I just like to yip yap and run my mouth, but um, yeah. maybe I could try to get that uh, just to end the show and it'll be like a full, like I'm a producer as well. Yeah, and I can help you with that if you yeah, want to. So, yeah, cool, cool. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you. And um, I feel like this won't be the last time no. Maybe I can get you and Surf on the same show. That'd be incredible. I'd be down for that because you've been talking about them for a little while. So yeah. I would say we're on the same wavelength. So I'd like to, to feel that. Yeah, out man. That's my museum buddy, man. We're probably going to go to the Getty. It's something about an African king, Balthazar. We're going to go check that out. You got to let me know about these museum movies. Yeah, man. I don't, Take I'm, your I'm, queen. I'm so, yeah, I'm so behind on these. So. Hey, man. This month, I mean, every day I'm black, but this month, extra blackity black, you know? Yeah. I, I hate I didn't get to go to the Virgil Abloh. Um, uh, uh, 
yeah. museum in Atlanta when I was out there. I just didn't have the time. But. Yeah, he moves quick though. Like I missed him in Chicago. He had a show in October at the MCA, and it was like boom, I just missed it that quickly. Yeah. And Louis, Louis Vuitton pop up right after that. Missed that. Even though I went to Chicago three times last year, I'm from Chicago. If you guys didn't feel so, I'm always talking about Yay. I'm always talking about Virgil. You know, it's, yeah. there Jordans. There's some themes here that are like Chicago yeah. um, rapping forever. Um, even though no, I'm no no no. To the snow. I'm not gonna be moving back there. Move back, yeah. No, I'm, I'm no. with you. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. From in Indiana, so yeah. you know what's up. Yeah. Um, but thank you for your time, guys. Follow Alfred Nomad. Reach out to him. Listen to my muse. That's my favorite song. And until next time, as I always say, peace. <laughs>